Well, Josh has already introduced me. I'm Erica. I'm part of the music team here. <laughs> um, so tonight, I just want to speak about uh, relationships, kind of, um, and our relationship with God and um, how that can kind of connect with um, everyday kind of relationships. Um, so have you ever had one of those friends that everyone seems to dislike, but the only reason is that they're annoying? <laughs> I'm sure you have. <laughs> um, I, ha- I have a friend like this. Um, now I myself found them quite annoying at times. And <laughs> I started to distance myself and put less effort in with them. I found that after a realisation that I should be putting effort in, um, so I did. I started to put time and effort in. This, this is quite how we should we should be putting effort in with God. Okay, that's <laughs> that's a, that's a thing. <laughs> I think um, I think friendships are something we take advantage of, um, and don't realize the importance of them until it's gone. In one John four verse eleven, I don't know whether it's going to pop up. That's okay. It says, "Dear friends." <laughs> Since God loved us that much, we surely ought to love each other. Um, to God, if we can love each other as He did, if yeah, as He did to us, that is loving God. If we can love all each other, that's loving God. Um, there's a saying that relationships are like a two-way street. No real relationship should be one-sided. If you have a real relationship with someone, it's expected both people put the time and effort into it. This goes without saying. Our relationship with God should not be one-sided. But God is putting all the effort in, and we might give him a thought once in a while. We should have a two-way street kind of relationship with God, where we speak with him daily in prayer, where we read the Bible instead of scrolling through Instagram. Um, so there are two types of relationships, strategic and genuine. A strategic relationship is like the kind of relationship you would have with your butcher. You go into the store, say hi, and ask how the day is, um, but but that's the only reason, like, you, you go in there to get food from them. Um, and you wouldn't be spending time with them otherwise. Sorry. It's like if I took this bag of lollies. If I asked you, would you be my friend if you gave them, if I gave you one? Exactly, exactly, right? Um, but once the bag is empty and I have nothing to give, How many of you would be my friends still? Thanks. (laughs) Um, Too too kind. Um, But but God already loves us without us bringing anything to Him. Like how how are we supposed? That's that's how we're supposed to love one another. Um, A genuine relationship is spending time with people. Just because you want to spend time with them and being and like you know, going through thick and thin, you know, they're having a bad day. You you go through that bad day with them, you support them. Um, we don't want to have a strategic relationship with God where we only pray when we want something. We want a genuine relationship with Him, one where we spend time with Him because we want to. And that is all I have. <laughs>
Argyres has your red bullying. For those of you who don't know me, fair enough. <laughs> um, nah, just kidding. If you're new, like, sorry, you have like a valid reason for not knowing me. I'm, I've been here for a while, and just in case, I'm Jordan. I'm related to Piper and Seth. They're sitting right in line with each other. I am related to you, but not like, I'm, I'm not his sibling. Does that really count, Mitch? I'm part of the worship team here at youth, and it's ironic that I'm going to say this and this because I don't dance. I'm not a very big dancer, and we were having a discussion about this earlier. Unless it's like to the Macarena. For some reason, like, I just got that down. Um, other than that, uh, you may see me as like the moody, like, tired teenager in the corner, or the really like crazy, silly, like energetic one, like there's like no in between. That's just how I am. As some of you, as some, as some of you may know, when I get like really nervous and I start talking a bit silly, or I am known to become very like ungrammatical, or my voice will go like really high pitched and baby like. So before I start, I just want to say and warn you, you may laugh at me if you like. Uh, there are th- there are a few things I'm going to talk about tonight, and I'll give you the points to remember at the end. So for those of you who are taking notes, just put like a blank spot like at the top of each section or something like that. Okay, so for my first section, I'm going to be talking about a time last year when I invited two of my friends to come to youth on a one night. So that's when we sit down and watch a video and have food. Anyways, as we were sitting down and watching the video, one of the questions was, what is the Holy Spirit to you? Or how would you, like, or how would you describe the Holy Spirit? Something along those lines. But my friends, who have never been to church or heard much about it, was like, what's the Holy Spirit? At that moment, I didn't quite know how to explain it to them, and I'd never really thought about it before. So then, as you'd expect, I pondered on it, pondered on it a bit, and by a bit, I mean like a, a bit of a year, and I came to a conclusion. Has anyone ever had like another person like come up to you and like put like a blanket around your back? Like sometimes you've asked for them to give it to you, and when you do, like you instantly feel like the warmth and safety of that blanket. It's like, <sighs> finally, I've been waiting for this. But then other times you haven't asked for a blanket. Someone just thought you might need it and wrapped it around you. That can go one of two ways. The first is you immediately throw the blanket off. You could just be hot or just not want it. Another way is it scares you at first. You weren't prepared for someone to put a blanket around you, and it was a shock. But once you notice it and you have that safe and warm feeling I was talking about before, you may not have known you needed it until it was there. To me, that's what the Holy Spirit feels like, a warm blanket that had been wrapped around my shoulders. For others, it may be something that you weren't looking for and prepared to accept, a warm, safe feeling, or maybe it's just something that you weren't even looking for but never knew you needed. Some people don't want to accept it, and it isn't in our place to force it upon them. It is their choice, and the only thing that we need to do for those people who don't want Jesus is don't give up on them. Pray and be kind and have faith that they find what they need in the Lord. No one is ever too broken, too damaged, too lost to be accepted and cared about by the Lord and the people who believe in him. My next part is about a verse that I have in my daughter home. It's Proverbs 31.25. She is clothed in strength and dignity and laughs without fear of the future. Surprise, surprise, that too I hadn't thought much about either, but I felt the urge to find out more about that section around the verse. So typically I went to the Bible and found the verse. I took a few of the verses to read to you today so that you understand what my point is going to be. So all of it's from Proverbs 31. So Proverbs 31, 10 to 11. Who can find a virtuous and 
a virtuous and capable wife. She's more precious than rubies. Her husband can trust her and she will greatly enrich his life. 17 to 18. She is energetic and strong, a hard worker. She makes sure her dealings are profitable. Her lamp burns late into the night. 25 to 26. She is clothed in strength and dignity and she laughs without fear of the future. When she speaks, her words are wise and she gives instructions with kindness. 29 to 31. There are many virtuous and capable women in the world, but you surpass them all. Charm is deceptive and beauty does not last, but a woman who fears the Lord will be greatly praised. Reward her for all she has done. Let her deeds publicly declare declare the praise, declare her praise. So clearly this story mainly encompasses women and how amazing they are. That being said, <laughs> that being said, I want to go back to my original verse. She is clothed with strength and dignity and lasts without fear of the future. I want to change a bit, but like not just in the story or its meaning, but so that includes all of us. We are clothed with strength and dignity and we laugh without fear of the future. God does not want us to be afraid of who we are. He does not want us to think little of ourselves and he does not want us to believe the lies that others tell us. We are not weak. We deserve the compassion we reject. We are worthy of friendship. We aren't ugly. We are not a waste of space, but we are clothed with strength and dignity and we laugh without fear of the future. Believe in yourself and know that you are worthy of having a place on the earth. No one can define you. No one can tell you who you are or what you are destined for. Make your path and make your choices. Laugh without fear and people will admire you for who you are. If they don't, then they don't deserve to know you. And finally, my last point. Now, I'm going to ask a few questions. Okay, so when people think of the church, do you think of this building? Like, do you think of this physical place? Some, something you can walk into and hear the word of the Lord, where you can have fun and sing praise and worship, the place where people pray for you, where you can pray for others, where you can hang out with your friends. Guess what, peoples? You can do that anywhere. You can make any place a place where you can hear the Lord's, uh, the Lord's word. You can sing and listen to praise and worship anywhere in the world, and praying isn't limited to a room of a building. You can be standing in a group of friends and randomly feel like praying for them. At home, you can be trying to decide what music you want to listen to. You think, huh, I might listen to some praise. And then your neighbors from two doors down are hearing you blaring and screaming the lyrics. Do you want to know why? The people are the church. The church is its people. We are the church. Carrying that duty, is, it is important that we take care of it. Okay, who has ever tried growing anything? I have, and I'm not very good at it. But anyone can do this. For the sake of this exercise, let's just pretend the church is a lawn. To grow a lawn, first you need to choose your seed. What grass is going to grow in your area that has a chance to thrive? Two, prepare your soil. Does it have the, cap- the capability to help the lawn flourish? Uh, to Two, prepare your soil. Does it have the capability to help the lawn flourish? Will you need to make any changes to give it the best chance of growth? Next, you need to make sure you are are there every day feeding it and watering it, not just leaving it and hoping it grows on its own, but getting up and watering it before you go to school, when you come home from work, nourishing it so that it has the best chance of survival. And the fourth step is mulling it, allowing it to get rid of all that extra stuff to allow for new growth. As a church, we need to find people who are willing or needing to grow. We need to equip our soil with the necessary tools to help our people grow. We need to keep watch and feed and water their knowledge and growth so they can understand what it means to believe. And lastly, we need to help them trim the things that are holding them back in their own lives, giving them the opportunity to push forward and grow. This applies to people who are new in the church and to the people who have been here for years. We need to cut back our heartache so our depression can become happiness, our broken heart can become whole. 
Our self-doubt can become strong self-esteem. Our hate can become passion. Things we need to, the thing we need to realise is that it isn't going to happen overnight. It isn't something that you can just pray for once and, it will be, and you'll be completely healed. No, it's something that you need to work on every day. Every seed needs to want to grow, want to be healed. Every single person has the chance to be powerful. And the only excuse that we can use that we aren't is me. I get in my own way of my own happiness. Choose, equip, raise, and cut. Choose your seed, equip your soil, raise your grass, and cut away the bad things so that you and they can grow. All right, this is the important like summary little bit. So these are your titles. The blanket, the laugh, and the lawn. These were my points for tonight. Don't be scared to be wrapped in the blanket of the Holy Spirit. Laugh without fear of the future and help your lawn grow. The blanket, the laugh, or the, and the lawn. Or past, present, and future. The blanket needs to be a choice that you get to continue from your past. Choosing to be wrapped in the Holy Spirit and accepting it should be a choice that you'll get to rem- reminisce on later in life. The laugh is something that you, that every individual needs to work on every day. Taking it one step at a time. Finding the courage to be yourself is a difficult thing to achieve and something you need to constantly be brave enough to push through and accept. And something you need to think about in the future is how you're going to grow. Is there new knowledge that you need to discover? Is there things in your life that you need to cut off? Think about your future and your place in it is just as important as the past and present. So remember this, past, present and future is the blanket, the laugh, 